Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Lightly Salted Podcast. If you are a new listener, welcome. We are so happy to have you listening. Nikki and I started this podcast to share stories and life experiences that really just show every part of life and how it can be navigated and handled in so many different ways. We release new episodes every Thursday, so if you aren't already, make sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. We also have an Instagram at the Lightly Salted Podcast. You can follow us there to stay up to date with all the things that are happening with the show. Before we get into today's conversation, I do want to take a moment to tell you about today's sponsors. BetterHelp offers affordable therapy that is all online, making it super convenient for your busy schedule. Therapy gives you the tools to handle life's varied challenges and live a more fulfilled life. We know that life is stressful and having someone to talk through things and get things off your chest really does help to alleviate some anxiety and just live a little lighter. If you want to try therapy, head over to betterhelp.com forward slash lightly salted or click on the link in the show notes below. Clicking on the link helps to support our show, but it also gets you 10% off your first month of BetterHelp. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Yoloha Yoga. I am currently obsessed with the comfort and style of their cork yoga mats. They're completely natural and free of any harsh chemicals, making it a sustainable choice for you, but also the earth. Yoloha also sells sustainable apparel, mat sprays, and props to assist you in your yoga practice. So if you want to support the show, head over to yolohayoga.com forward slash the lightly salted podcast or click on the link in the show notes below. All right, let's dive into our full conversation. I'm so beyond excited for today's conversation with my new friend, Aaliyah. Aaliyah is also a soon-to-be mom, and she is just due a week after me. Um, We've both been on this journey, and Aaliyah has welcomed me into her Magic Mama community with some of her prenatal yoga classes, the launching of her new yoga app, which I've been loving, and just daily inspiration that I found from watching her on social media platforms. I think this conversation with Aaliyah will leave us all feeling connected and inspired to dive deep within. We're going to talk about community that she's built, some of the classes that she offers, life-changing retreats she has coming up, and how plant medicine has helped her on her journey of healing and self-discovery. Aaliyah has been practicing yoga for 10 years and became a teacher in 2021. This spring, she'll be leading her first international yoga and plant medicine retreat in Costa Rica, which I'm so excited to hear more about. Traveling has been a huge part of her journey, and she's looking forward to bringing people along that journey with her. She also teaches local classes in Grand Rapids and has her yoga app with different flows that you can do from home, as well as prenatal classes on there as well. Aaliyah is certified in prenatal yoga practices, and her app has flows for each trimester so that you can enjoy movement that focuses on both you and baby throughout trimesters one, two, and three. On that note, I'm so excited to dive into this conversation and welcome Aaliyah to the pod. Yay. Yay. <laughs> so welcome on. We are so excited to have you. Um, first first thing that we always ask um, our guests that we have on is what is one thing that you're feeling grateful for in this season? So um, like you shared in the season of becoming a mother, um, there's a lot of things to be grateful for, right? But I think since we're going to be talking about my healing and everything like that, like the, my journey that I've been on, the gratitude of feeling safe and so secure right now. 
Um, yeah. With, you know, you think back like in your early twenties and, you know, there was no way that I would feel like, so like to look back, I was just doing this the other day. I was looking back and seeing how far I've come and I'm, I'm just like, oh, I just, you just feel so aligned of where you're at Uh and just so secure and safe. Like you look at your life and you're like, I never imagined my life like this. I know. And that's where I feel like a lot of like your posts and stuff that I've been seeing go. So it's so, it's so cool to see that you're feeling like that, like Mm -hmm. that you have kind of found that like safety and security. Do you think a lot of that has come from just like your personal experiences and practices? Or do you think that like Austin and the people that have kind of entered into your life have had a lot to do with that? I would say it first is the practice, right? It's me working on me and then Mm -hmm. it brings those right people in. Yeah. I always joke with Austin. I'm like, there's a reason I met you at the time that I met you because if I would have met you any sooner, I would have ripped your heart out and crushed it in front of you. Like, you know what I mean? Like I was just not a healthy human. And so, yeah, timing is everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Can you kind of talk – to us about where you were at in your early mm-hmm. 20s so that we can kind of start there and then get on to oh, yeah. all of the ways that you've yeah, healed the juicy since then. Details. <laughs> um, so I feel like my journey of the whole healing, obviously you have to heal from something, right? And mm-hmm. my first love in high school um, really impacted me and it's not their fault. It's how I managed it, how I worked through it and the support that I didn't have around me. And so going into my 20s, um, I've always been a strong, independent woman. So I was working, going to school, you know, doing that. So I've always on the outside looked like I've been very put together. Mm -hmm. But on the inside, I had no like worthiness. I had no love within me, which I thought I did. But um, and so it really started turning into I was drinking a lot partying, going to the raves, doing all the fun party things, staying up till 6 a.m., going to the bar at 8 a.m., like Uh just some would say living my best life. But in retrospect, not so much, just very much avoiding the turmoil inside of me. Okay. And then I remember, I'll never forget this day, I was getting ready to go to breakaway. (laughs) and um, the guy I was dating at the time, or no, I had just broken up with him, but he left a huge bag of mushrooms at my house, and I've never taken them before. Mm -hmm. And so I went to this festival, and I was like, this is my drug of choice for the day. I hope it'll be fun. I've never done them before. Woo, we're going to get crazy. (laughs) Um, And it completely changed my life. Yeah. In like a healing, like yeah. good way. Okay. I had no intentions going in of like that's what my outlook was going to be. Yeah. But um I remember sitting there and I well, I was standing first. I was standing and I was looking at the trees and I was just like in awe of how beautiful these trees were. And um so I'm looking at these trees and my friend's looking at me and he's like, Leah what are you doing? And I'm like, do you see the trees, man? (laughs) And so he then realized, you know, he's like, oh, you took mushrooms today for the first time. And I was like, yeah. And so like, we're sitting there talking and Austin and I had this like rush of like deep internal love that I've never felt before ever within me. And immediately I was just like, I have some work to do because this love I've never felt inside of me ever before. And I realized that it is within me, but I have to do the work 
and figure out how to keep that love within me. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, after that, like, I stopped hanging out with those friends. I stopped partying. Which is I, so – Yeah. <laughs> I think it's so cool that that experience was that, like, enlightening to you. Like, I have had – I have never – Never had a good experience on mushrooms. Oh, like still, so, yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh. But I think it's because I had a really scarring first experience. Right, it was the group of people that I was with. Uh-huh. So I think it's awesome that your first experience like made you self realize to cut ties. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I feel like that's a really like that's a really cool thing. Yeah. Set and setting is make a huge, huge for when it comes to plant medicine. Yeah. I think I was very lucky that I was outside and yes. like had tons of space around me. You know what I mean? It was at the very like it was like I don't know if you've ever been to breakaway. I have it was still I've in the middle of the to. day kind of. So there wasn't a lot of people there still and yeah, I was like we were all like dancing and had a lot of space. And yeah, and you so were able that to was, just like enjoy it. If I was at like an after party after mm-hmm. like doing a handful of other possible party favors too, yeah. like I could see how it and, could go that way. And people yeah. have come to me and s- shared that, you know, oh, I've had many experiences and they're not great. Yeah. And then I'm always like, well, share. Where were you? Who yeah. were you with? Uh-huh. What were you going through at the time? Yep. Um, were you on anything else? Yeah. <laughs> usually, yep. yeah. Luckily I was only like, I'd only had mushrooms that day. So yeah. I was- think the difference for me too was that like my experience took place at Electric Forest and it was a way bigger, way busier, yes. way more overwhelming sensory overload as it was. So mm-hmm. for me, that just was different and it, it wasn't as positive as as positive of an experience, but I've heard, Yes, I mean, obviously I have heard so much and I'm excited to hear more about yeah. your experience with them and mm-hmm. using them in more of a retreat setting too. Cause I think Kristen kind of talked to that. Um, one of our other podcast guests that we had had on from more of like a microdosing standpoint and had talked about how healing it can be too. So mm-hmm. it is really cool to hear that it gave you like a lot of self realization. Yeah, a lot of self-awareness at that moment. And I was like, oh, shit, I got a lot of work to do. What was it like for you after that experience, that breakaway? Like, how did you take the steps to separate from those friends or just make other changes that you kind of had this realization that needed to be changed in your life? Yeah, so like the next, I would say, well, that was 2018 when I went, when that happened. And um, I just first was no longer going to those like weekend parties and hanging out with those friends. And I just, in a sense, distanced myself and um, started practicing more yoga because I was already practicing yoga, but it just was different after that. I then like, I basically sat down and I was like, what do I need to do right now? Like I need to focus on me. So what is, what do I want right now? And, And I was like, well, I want a healthier relationship with myself. I want to travel. And I, I was always one of those people where I wanted to travel, but <laughs> I wanted someone to do it with me. And um, finally, I was like, screw it. I'm just going to book a trip by myself. So I, in 2019, I just said yes to any experience that I could traveling. I completely stopped dating, too, in a sense of, like, I wasn't going to, like, chase after someone or, I don't know, try to make it work with that person that you're always, like, in this, like, cycle. (laughs) Yeah, Uh yeah. Uh (laughs) And so I was fine. I was like, no. Like, if it doesn't work, then I just have to let it go. Thank you. And, like, move on. Yeah, 2019, I went to Hawaii. I went to Colorado. 
San Francisco, and then um, I did two weeks in Europe completely by myself. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that trip in Europe was life-changing because I had never been out of the country before ever. And I just booked a ticket to Germany and had four different countries that I went to and just, just did it. And I came back and I was like, I felt like a whole a new, new person. person. Yeah. yeah. Terrifying. Don't get oh, me wrong. It would be. People are like, I, I would never. And I was like, I thought that too. You just have to believe and trust that like you're going to find your way. During that time, what do you think was like your biggest, like the biggest thing that you learned about yourself in booking that two week trip? Like when you came back, what was your biggest? <laughs> I felt like I could do anything. Yeah. I was like, I was in countries where I, I, first thing I get off the airplane and I got on a train, which I've never been on a train before. Everything's in German. And I was trying to do the whole, like, I'm going to try not to be on my phone and using my service. And so I got off at the wrong train stop. <laughs> first thing I did was get off and I get off and like, no one speaks English and everyone's speaking German. And I'm like, cool, cool. And then I'm like, I get back on the train and everything is has like 20 letters in it. And I'm like, I have no idea where I'm going. And I just had to trust. Like, I was like, I'm just trusting that I'm going to get to my hostel. And I did. <laughs> but like, it was, it was, it was scary. But I was like, okay, you have your yourself. That's all you have. You don't uh-huh. have someone else to rely on and be like, what are we going to do? It was, what am I going to do? Uh-huh. Like, yeah. You're kind of forced to just look within. Like, yeah. that was really the only. Yeah. Like, oh my you have to be the sole, like, you have to figure this out. Yeah. It was great. I highly recommend – people tell me all the time, oh, there's no way I can do it. I'm like, you just have to do it before. Like, I feel like you get older and then yeah. life happens. And I'm like, if you have the abilities to travel solo right now, like, I joke with Austin all the time. I'm like, I love being married and I love, you know, feeling safe and secure with you. But, like, I do miss traveling by myself <laughs> so from time to time. Yeah. Well, it's – I mean – it's just so cool, like, how much you would learn about yourself, like, when you're mm-hmm. forced to just be by yourself. Like, you don't – like you said, you don't have, like, a even, like, an accountability person that you can, like, reference or Google. Like, <laughs> I think it's so cool that you, like, <laughs> yeah, tried to go just yeah. no service and – and you would feel like a badass. Like if you're yeah, like, I, I can felt- make it through Germany for two weeks, I can do this. Yeah. Like- yeah. I yeah, I did feel like a badass, that's for sure. And then too, I feel like traveling by myself, I became more open to like talking to other people as mm-hmm. well, like complete strangers. Um, like every place I went, like I made a new connection. You know, so cool. Yeah, so I made friends throughout the different countries that I went to, and I'm still friends with them on social media. And it's just one of those things where I'm like, there's no way I would have met those people if I was traveling with like another friend or like a BFF or something like that. Like, I we wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have been op- more open, you right? Know? Yeah, I'm you would have been more like secluded or closed off to it. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh, that is so cool. Yeah. Okay, so we've talked a little bit about yoga and how you were doing yoga prior to like starting your healing Mm -hmm. and then obviously your yoga journey changed. How would you say that it, like in what way did it change? Do you think that you were just more connected with yourself or like in tune with? Yeah. So I originally started practicing yoga because, um, in my twenties I started getting into the gym. So I was like going to the gym, lifting up something and putting it down and, you know, gym life or hashtag gym life or whatever you want to uh-huh. call it. And so <laughs> I feel like that was the time where like everyone was in the gym and like trying to get their gym bod, right? And so and that was my in like a lot of my things, my twenty I was all twenties, I was always trying to escape 
So it was like a place for me to escape, like, mm-hmm. right? Like get out of my head, focus on my gym, you know, or whatever, or Yay. party activities. That was me escaping. And so I had a friend that was like, oh, well, there's a $10 drop-in yoga class that I go to on Thursday nights. And it might be good to like add some balance to your gym, you know, your gym routine. And I was like, sure, I'll try it out. Then I loved it. I was like, oh, this is great. And so I just added yoga like once a week. And it was just a great like stretching. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I called it. I was like, I'm stretching and breathing and it feels nice. And as I started going more and more, it did change. I was just like, there's something to this. And I couldn't really figure it out. Okay. And then, yeah, once I started getting more into my inner healing work and everything, that's when I intertwined it with the yoga. And it just kind of just took off and it just made more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, people say that movement is medicine. In what ways do you think movement has been healing to you? So with me, it's really that moment where I can come to my mat and I say it all the time in my yoga yoga classes is when you come to your mat, the only job that you have is to feel. Because I feel like as we go through our days, we're so busy. We're go, 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 go. And so when we have that moment to pause and have that moment to yourself and just check in and be like, how am I feeling today? And you sit there and then you start breathing and moving. It's just, it's a magical thing. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to like really fully explain it. Yeah. But Yeah. Did you see what I posted the other day on Facebook? It kind of like intertwines with this perfectly. Like I, I, po- so. I posted this. It's, you know, I don't know. It's like called memes when it has just the words. Yeah. But it says when someone tells me yoga is just stretching and then they're like, mm, I don't think stretching just makes me feel like my whole life is fucking put together afterwards. Yeah. Like, like you've obviously never been to a yoga class. Yeah, there's like, more to um, it. After yoga class, I feel like my life is put together. Uh-huh. And like that's, that's what it is. Yeah. I um, felt like that even after like – I did one of your Magic Mama classes. I was so bummed the way that that lined up with my schedule, but I made it to one of, I think, four classes. And I think even just from the very beginning, you had us like start with an intention Mm -hmm. and that whole, like, it was like an hour class and I left it being like, wow, I was so stressed going into this, but that was exactly what I needed. Mm -hmm. Like it just like put everything on hold for a second Mm -hmm. and allowed me to like regroup. Mm -hmm. I feel like yoga is so, so stinking powerful. With that being said, I guess how has, how did you go from yoga being something that you obviously loved and were passionate about and realized there was something more there Mm -hmm. to then realizing that you wanted to teach it? Okay. So in 2020 (laughs) in January, so before the whole world stopped, right? Yes. Um, I had a friend and she was going on a yoga retreat to Nicaragua and she was like, Hey, I'm going on this yoga retreat. It's this yoga teacher that I have in Miami and she's super amazing. Like, let's go. And I was like, sure. I was saying yes. Right. I was, Mm -hmm. I was at the end. Well, I didn't know it was the end of my traveling, but like I was, uh, still in that phase of like, I'm saying yes to any traveling opportunity that comes my way. And um, first I had to figure out where Nicaragua was because <laughs> I was like, I don't even know <laughs> So learning about, you know, like where things were at on the map. And when we got there, my this said friend too, she is really into fitness and everything. And after a few days, um, this retreat was ran by a yoga, like two yoga teachers and they were friends. And my friend was like, oh, we could do this. And I was like, 
we could do this. Like this would be so cool. And I had like the thought, the the thought in my mind was I think I wanted to teach at that point, but I wasn't really sure fully what that was going to look like or when I would do it. And after the retreat, I started looking into like where I would teach and everything like that. And then the lockdown happened. So I feel like everyone's experience for the lockdown was a little bit different. I feel like either it was they fully embraced the moment and like took the time to like pick up new hobbies and do all these things. And for me, it's still very embedded into me. Like I wear so many hats and I do so many things to just not do anything. I mentally did not go to a good space. Um, Luckily, I was living with Austin at the time, so he did help ground me multiple times. But um, the biggest thing was the yoga teacher from the retreat, she started doing like online classes and my yoga practice was the only thing that like really truly kept me like feeling together. I was almost practicing two to three times a day. Like, okay. I was like, oh, not feeling good. Going to go to my map. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to figure out why I'm not feeling this way. I need to work through it. So that was the moment where I was like, there is something to this magic of moving and working through it on your mat. And I want to be that support system for someone. If I can, I if it's just that. one person, like, you know, as a new business owner, you have your days where like you have two people to come to your class. But then when one of those two people come up to you and they're like, I needed this class today mm-hmm. and you're like I did it that's all I needed to do today was yeah. for you you know so that was really what like projected it, it into it. Mm-hmm, me becoming a teacher so cool mm-hmm. yeah where did you get like where did you get your certification from so I was uh, I had a membership at yoga fever okay and so I really loved the community there and the owner and everything like that and so I felt really aligned with how she had her classes and how everyone taught there and so that is where I got my training done so I did it in person okay and everything yep how many hours did it like what did the structure of it look like um I mean it was every weekend for a few months I want to say like we were together like Friday Saturday Sunday. Okay. Yeah. And we had different like sections. So like we had the prenatal section where that's where I ended up meeting Heidi. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And so like each weekend had like a focus. And so, and and so it was like an overall yoga training class. And then if something ignited you, then you could kind of like go down different paths and everything afterwards. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. We know from talking with Kristen that there are so many different kinds of yoga what would you say is like one of your favorite styles of yoga? Um, like it would be like a slow flow vinyasa is what it's called. Yeah. Um, uh, the training that we did was more of like a is, is vinyasa. And if you go to Yoga Fever, they have the slow flow and then they also have like the power classes. Okay. I do like a little bit of that slower. And I think it again, it challenges you a little bit more, even though mm-hmm. power that will challenge you in a whole nother way. But yeah. the slow flow is really what I enjoy doing. And I have a lot of people that are pretty new to yoga. So my classes are usually more focused to someone that's pretty fresh on their mat. So the class is approachable (laughs) and, but still challenging. And then I offer like multiple layers in my practice. So I'm like, you can start here. If you want a little bit more, you can come here. 
And then if you really want more, you can come here, you know, but finding yourself wherever you need to be for that day. Cause some days you're like, I need to be right here, mm-hmm. like down here. And then some people, some days you're like, I want to sweat. And so then I offer multiple layers in my classes. Yeah. It is nice that you offer like different positions for people mm-hmm. too. Like, especially with prenatal yoga, like yeah. there are days that sometimes our hips just don't want to do what they're yes. supposed to do mm-hmm. um, or back pain or anything else. So it is nice that you kind of offer like different Mm-hmm. levels based on where everybody's at. Yeah. Prenatal, you have to offer many layers because you just, every human's at their own level too, right? And yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So where are you like teaching now? Like where can people go to your classes? Because I know you, is it Honor Wellness? Mm-hmm. So that's where I've attended some of your classes mm-hmm. before. Do you have multiple um, yoga houses that you teach at or yeah. So, I mean, as I'm approaching <laughs> baby arriving and my body is telling me like to pause and slow down, I've been like slowly cutting back on my classes that I'm offering at the different locations. Um, like a few months ago, I was teaching at a jujitsu studio. Um, and then I was also in Ada at a, like a gym in Ada up above like their big, massive, beautiful gym space. And then I have my events and stuff throughout the week. But going into like post baby and planning and everything, I love Honor Wellness, the space that that is in. And Amanda, who owns it, like her and I, we just we just mesh so well together. Okay. And I remember the first place I first time I ever stepped into that place. And I was like, whew, it feels good in here. <laughs> like, I was like, and I was talking with her and like, she's, oh, I love her energy. And I'm like, this is going to work great. Like, yeah. I, I <laughs> like you. This is where you. I want to be. <laughs> yeah. And so um, going into my, my mom era, if you want to call it, and with my yoga, I'm going to just stay at Honor Wellness. Very mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Do you know, like... When are you – do you have a plan on, like, when you're planning on, like, easing back Coming in? back. <laughs> right. Are you taking 12 weeks? Like, yeah. Like, how much time are you taking? Um, so movement-wise for yoga, um, I mean, it depends on if I have a C-section or not. That's going to be, like, the biggest determining factor. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you have your baby naturally, you can jump into things. I say jump. You can kind of <laughs> go into Easy. things a little bit sooner. <laughs> um, so that will be a huge determining factor. But I would love – to get in as soon as possible because okay. that's just how I am. But I do have some classes that I'm offering already in November, but it's for plant medicine. So okay. light movement, but like you won't be like – you won't need your own yoga mat or anything. It will be a microdosing class. Okay. And so I will just be facilitating in the plant medicine and then my friend is doing a sound bath. And so okay. I'll have events after baby pretty – I mean, that's a month-ish yeah. when baby arrives. Yeah. But – Yoga classes, yeah, to be determined. Movement but, will yeah. maybe take a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah. Um, for your plant medicine November classes, mm-hmm. is that okay? well, one class right now? We have okay. it's an event. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what is like? Obviously, you're doing sound bath. What does like the timing and the structure of that look like? I saw you post about mm-hmm. it, and I was kind of curious just to see like. Are you doing it outside? Like, mm-hmm. what does it kind of look like? Yeah. So the class is called Vibrational Medicine, which it just, like, came to me. And I was like, love that. <laughs> um, I have a friend. Um, we actually went to high school together. Where I, When we had our meeting, it was kind of funny because she was like, we weren't, like, friends in high school, really. And I'm like, I know, yeah, right? Funny. This is so crazy how this happens. <laughs> um, and so she created this. She had a sunroom in her back of her house. And she completely closed it off to make it a – 
healing sound space. And so she is certified in sound. And so she has all of the bowls and has a gong and like all of these beautiful instruments. And she has her grand opening actually today. And so I saw her posting about it and I messaged her and I was like, Hey girl, like <laughs> we should do some magic together. Like, what do you think? And I have to be super mindful with plant medicine and everything. Cause I mean, in Michigan, it's still not like federally okay for some things. So I try to be mindful and just like, it's okay if you say no, mm-hmm. like, cause it's, a different space for some people, but she was like, no, this sounds great. Like, I'm like, heck yeah. So, so cool. yeah, we decided November 26th and what it would be is um, you arrive, you get cozy and everything. We'll have some tea. And so the tea will be brewed with the mushrooms. Okay. And it will be a microdose. So after the class, you're completely fine to be functional and drive afterwards. It's not well, you would have an experience on my retreat or anything, but um, it's a, a way to kind of ease into the medicine because some people are nervous about uh-huh. trying. Hesitant. Yeah, hesitant. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> to try something that one, they haven't heard before or they've had their own negative experience or have heard of other people's negative experience. So microdosing mm-hmm. is a great way to just kind of slowly work within and it's just such a grounding and calming space to be in. So I will guide basically just like some light movement, just like some side openings, just seated movement. And then you just get cozy and I do like a 10, 15 minute guided meditation as she starts playing her bowls. And then um, it's about an hour class of like actual like the medicine and the sound and everything. I just go around and I support people. I just got um, certified in Reiki. So I'm now a level two Reiki practitioner. So I can go around and like if I see someone having something come up, I can help support them. Guide them through. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I know. And I don't know how much. I don't think that we've really talked about. Is it Reiki? Reiki. Okay. So I am like super, I feel uneducated when it comes to this. So can you speak on that a little bit? Yeah, I can. Yeah. So Reiki is, I always try to like make it as simple as possible because otherwise it kind of sounds like for some, I remember when I first heard about it, I was like, that sounds like some witchcraft stuff. Like I don't (laughs) like, but there's actual science behind Reiki and energy and moving through you know, you have chakras, right? Mm -hmm. And so those chakras can be blocked off or have something going on with them. So with my Reiki energy, I connect to the universe and it flows through me and I help open and release those places that you might have some stagnant energy or blocking. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So cool. It's pretty cool. And I'm still like in the midst of like learning my own practice myself, but like every day I do it on me. Like I've been doing it on my hips. Okay. And like I wake up the next morning and my hips feel so good. And I'm like, it's got to be something because before I was, wasn't trained uh-huh. in Reiki, like it, it, I was it having wouldn't. issues with my hips. And yeah. like now, like when I'm doing it, like I'm like focusing my energy on my hips and like I feel great. What did the like certification for it look like? So I went to um, someone who I've been seeing for like to have Reiki done on myself Mm -hmm. and she is, she is magical all within herself. Like she can actually see spirits and everything too. Like she has connected me with my like grandma and all these things and like the things that she comes with after our like session, there's no way for her to know these things without Mm -hmm. like 
it being real. Yeah. Yeah. It was a day, it was like four or five hours basically, and you get attuned. So she like helps open the channel up basically. Because as normal humans, I would say, I guess, we're all blocked off of certain things, right? Unless we fully are open to them. Yeah. So she gave me the ability to be open to that. And so then every day I have to work on my practice and I'm going through like a detox with all of my chakras. And so, yeah. Yeah. So each day I like focus on that chakra and I do my little thing and yeah. I remember you saying to me, I think that we were doing, I don't even remember. I think it was a prenatal yoga class that we were going to and you were like, I got Reiki attuned today, so I might be a little bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, yeah. I, so I was like, I'm open. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I don't know how, like, because some people, like, they're completely wiped out afterwards and they mm-hmm. sleep for, like, two days. Like, and so I just didn't know how I, like, I even canceled. I mean, I, I didn't cancel. I just didn't go to cheer practice that day because I'm also okay. a cheer coach. But I was like, there's no way I'm yeah. going to cheer practice today because I just don't know how yeah, I didn't I'm going know to how. feel. And especially being pregnant too. Like, I don't know how, like, ba- technically my baby's Reiki attuned now too. Yeah. So. <laughs> Sorry, didn't have a choice. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. For anyone who's listening who isn't familiar with Reiki, mm-hmm. could you go through some of the chakras? So you have your root chakra, and then you have your sacral, and that's like right below your belly button. And then you have your solar plexus, which is right behind your belly button. And then you have your heart, your throat, and then your third eye, and then your crown. It should have been seven, I think, if I said them all correctly. And each one is connected to different types of feelings and emotions. And so, um, like I sh- you know, shared my gratitude for being safe and secure. Like my root chakra, that's your root chakra. So when you get attuned, it's like basically from your heart and up, and it opens up the more of like the spiritual type of energies I'm a very grounded person and I've always been that way so like for me opening that up that's why I was so cautious of like I don't know how I'm gonna feel because I'm always such like a grounded person (laughs) so Uh yeah that makes sense though with even how you described yourself in your early 20s right so can you speak to some of the blockages that you notice in people and how you might help them move through that a big one I feel like these days is our throat chakra like speaking our truth like I literally like have my little I have a stone that helps with my with my throat chakra um and so it's just you know having the freedom to speak your truth and I feel like we're in this stage of I think as a collective as we're slowly starting to be like to not let society hold us back on what we're saying. It's just trying to navigate that and work through it. So that is a huge one. Um, And I also think intuition too. So that's going to be your third eye, like trusting that intuition Mm -hmm. and following that intuition when people aren't speaking their truth or um, really fully listening to that intuition, like you're fighting yourself, right? And I felt like when I finally started – practicing yoga and started my yoga business like I finally felt like I was listening to that intuition of like this feels right don't get me wrong I love cleaning teeth because I'm dental hygienist but like I was going to work and I was like I am not enjoying any of this like I was just having panic attacks I was stressed out and I was just like because I wasn't aligned and Mm -hmm. I feel like in the last few years people are realizing that but it's then letting listening to it I think it's recognizing it is first and then it's actually listening is the next thing so it's still blocked if you're still fighting it a little bit but yeah yeah and I feel like especially since I mean 
obviously you kind of started your healing journey, it sounds like, right before 2020. And Thank God. I don't everything know where that I would be. And everything that that brought up. But I do think that that added a whole nother layer to mm-hmm. people being open about their exactly. intuition and speaking their truth and, mm-hmm. and everything else. So yeah, I mean, I think that's what gets in the way of me trusting my gut and following my intuition is my mind, like all the thoughts about what could happen. But I do think when you are attuned, you can really stop your mind from overthinking and just trust what your gut is telling you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it's so important that our heart is between our gut and our head. Right. So like, I feel like you got to pass both those. You got to, you have to like sit with your heart and be like, all right, my gut's telling me this. My head's telling me this. All right. Now sit with my heart. Now, what does that feel like? Which again is like where yoga is so grounding and the the slow flow for Mm -hmm. that matter, like being able to like kind of leave it on the mat and really get Mm -hmm. out of your head space a little bit and, and listen to what you're truly Mm -hmm. and go inward. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about, obviously, since you're about to be a first-time mom mm-hmm. um, and have gone through like your prenatal yoga journey, mm-hmm. how has your practice changed since being pregnant? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not doing handstands anymore. I mean, you can technically <laughs> still do it. I see it on my social media, these yogis that are pregnant and they're doing handstands and I'm like, I'm going to keep my feet grounded. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it's you have those days where you're – your body is changing. Some, 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 some days it's more drastically than others, right? Like you're, some days your, your hips are like screaming at you and you're like, what did I do? You know? Mm-hmm. And so for me, there is a hot moment where I was getting pretty frustrated with my practice because I was like, nothing like truly feels that good. And I'm like trying to do what I used to do. Um, and so finally when I was like, Aaliyah, your body is doing the most beautiful thing it can possibly do right now, creating life. Like mm-hmm. this is just a part of your journey and you just have to – you have to accept where you're at in that moment and just say, all right, so maybe I just don't get into that pose as deep as I used to. You'll be able to again, but this move – still moving is important. Yeah. So I couldn't let it like get too far into my noggin where I was like, oh, I'm just not going to do it then. <laughs> like, you know, I yeah. was just like, no, this is still – great to move. It just isn't going to look the same for a little bit and that's okay. Yep. Yeah. So just kind of having that like acceptance <laughs> yeah. mindset with it. Yeah. yeah. Which I feel like for first time mamas, that's hard thing to do is to accept, you the know. Body changes yeah. and energy shifts. Mm-hmm. And- it's, it's a hard thing. Like I've gained over 40 pounds. Like this is, you know, like I, you know, my butt looks nice. I have boobs for the first time. Like all these things, like, like it's crazy. (laughs) Like, and it's just, I know a lot of mamas really struggle and that's why I had those magical mama classes. I'm Mm -hmm. like, let's talk about that. Like, cause one, you're not the only one that's struggling through it and just know that this is just, this is just temporary as Mm -hmm. you know, we're going through this and having that idea that like you have chosen to completely change your life and add another soul onto this like planet mm-hmm. and that your body is meant to do this and whatever it looks like afterwards it's the journey that brought you here and that it's everything it's supposed to be like yeah and it's beautiful no matter what that looks like you yeah. know yeah no i think that you've been um extremely extremely encouraging with that and just accepting it and mm-hmm. encouraging others to kind of accept except where they're at too, because there is so, I mean, even just that one class that I went to, like 
what is the, what is your intention going into today? Or what's one thing that you want to let go of? That was the Mm -hmm. same thing for a lot, Mm -hmm. a lot of us. And even if it wasn't the first thing top of mind, every single person in that room related to it. Right. Because it, it is so, yeah, it's prominent. It's what you're going through. Mm -hmm. I'm really curious. Can we talk a little more about this magic mama community that you started? What kind of made you want to start that? I was going through this season, right, of change, and and I feel like we're in that age group where a lot of us are doing it now, right? Like, I feel mm-hmm. like I have a new baby announcement on my Facebook every day, you know? And I did have some of my, you know, yogis that were coming to my classes saying, hey, like, I'm pregnant. Are you going to be doing any prenatal classes? And I just felt kind of just pulled into it. You know what I mean? Like, it just felt natural for me to, well, I'm pregnant too. Like, yeah, like, why not? Um, and so, yeah, I decided to take, I took like, um, a two week course in prenatal. Um, what's crazy about yoga is you technically don't have to be certified to do any of it. Like you can just Mm -hmm. teach yoga if you really want to, and you can still be a great teacher, but, um, me being type A and if you're into star signs or anything, I'm a Capricorn. So I'm like very like scheduled into the point where like I have to follow the rules. (laughs) And so I was like, I have to have a certification of some sort. (laughs) Um, I was just, I just felt called to be a part of that community and support it. I wanted to make it longer, but part of me too was like, you're going to start approaching your own due date. And I was like, you know, these, just the small few classes that I was offering, I was like, that felt good. And I made sure in those classes that I also connected these mamas to another opportunity to be a part of the community that was, you know, we had my first class, we had Heidi come from Mind Body Baby, and she has her studio in Easttown. And so she's also my doula. So I had her come in and like speak and say like, you know, because I didn't want to have three classes or whatever and just be like, good luck, everyone. Uh, I'm done having this, you know, mama's, you know, class because I'm on my own journey, you know. But I wanted to make sure that these mamas felt supported, even if they were only able to come to one class or whatever that looked like. And knowing that there's so many resources and support systems and everything outside that to feel that they had other opportunities to still continue. And so then our third class, we even had a postpartum nurse come in and shared like different programs and stuff for Mm -hmm. support after babies here. For me, I just, again, wanted just to give the resources out there. Mm -hmm. That was like a huge thing that I wanted. It's, it was honestly really cool. And I didn't even meet Heidi through that first class that you had because I missed that, but Mm -hmm. you had like discount codes and things Mm -hmm. like that and the resources available. Mm -hmm. And after that, I went to a prenatal class with Aaliyah and met Heidi there and then now we're doing push prep together yeah. and I'm so thankful that I did that like right? at she's first so I was yeah she's great and at first I was really hesitant about like the financial piece but I don't regret spending a dime Mm-mm. like it seriously just even just having the coping tools like my birth plan might not look anything like I want it to when I walk in there I have no 100%. idea what it's going to be like <laughs> yeah. um and I'm going in with it very loose because I know that it's probably going to change mm-hmm. but being a part of that community, like your community introduced me to another community of mamas. Mm-hmm. And then also being able to, um, again, just have some of those like coping tools, breathing techniques, like different things in my back pocket that mm-hmm. make me feel more empowered going into it because yes. otherwise you go into it completely freaking clueless. Like yeah. you really do. Yeah. You have no idea. It's so frustrating too when like you hear someone and they're like, 
I never had that when I had a baby. And they're like, they had a baby like 30 years ago or whatever, like our parents. And I'm like, but that that was 30 years ago. There's so many different ways and techniques to feel so like good about doing something you literally have no idea what it's going to look Mm -hmm. like like you said you have no idea what that's going to be and to have all of these different resources and things that you can feel like you can put all of these different tools in your tool belt and feel like all right i'm as prepared as i think i can be Uh for this something that i've yeah i'm in control in some sort of capacity like i've done even if that's my own head i've done my best that's and that's and that brings so much peace into the space that you're going in like for me i want to go in as calm and as peaceful as possible Mm -hmm. so me having all of this information just like you said gives you that empowerment yeah and like all right i got this like all right let's have a baby yeah. So yeah. for what it's worth, your Magic Mama community that you built, I mean, it. I'm so thankful for it. I so that. it definitely. I that. Um, You're I'm my sure. one person that I needed to hear that from. Yeah, today. good. Because yeah. <laughs> it worked. Yes. I love that. Um, yeah. Because motherhood can sometimes be um, so isolating and you feel like you know, like no one understands what you're going through. Mm-hmm. And that was like another big reason. I was like, I want to make sure that someone sees, like, I see and I hear you. Like, and we are, we all understand, like, whether it's a different experience because every experience is different, but like, we see and hear you. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, and it's like, and I, it's a whole, I mean, when you say people feeling isolated, like, absolutely, you're shedding one identity essentially Mm -hmm. and adding on this whole new, Mm -hmm. this whole new part of that, like a whole nother layer. So it just is. Yeah. Yeah, I've talked to a few of my, I call my mom friends that they already have children that are toddlers now and everything. And, um, I have one friend, she's so like intuitive and like, I love talking to her like about everything about motherhood and children and like everything that she's doing. So it's, it has me like, that's why I started the magical mamas is to bring that community in. And then I know like once I'm on the other side of, I now have a child that's our side that I hope to then in the future have like mom retreats. And I was kind of talking to Heidi about that the other day. I don't know if you were there when Mm -mm. we were like lightly discussing it, but like having like some type of retreat, like for moms, whether that means you bring kids or not, (laughs) or, you know, but I do want to help that group of humans of mothers of because we sense we do lose our identity right Mm -hmm. and and i don't think you have to completely become someone else and sometimes people lose themselves but i think that's also that acceptance of i've chosen this i'm no longer that person right Mm -hmm. and it's okay and then accepting where you're at now and still finding time for you. So you do you can take that mom hat off and be like, all right, I'm Aaliyah today. Like mm-hmm. or for this section of my day. And yeah. then now I'm mom. Or yeah. now I'm coach, wife, whatever. Yeah, all the different hats yoga you teacher. Put on. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was talking with a friend last night and she is now a mama of two. And she was like, It is such a different chapter, but it's also okay to look back on those older chapters and miss that person, but also love where you are now at the same time. I think 
as a society, we don't talk about how we go through life and we have so many sheddings of skins, right? Like Mm -hmm. I look at myself the way I was in high school and then in my 20s and now in my 30s. Like it's a part of life to continuously be evolving and growing and shedding and becoming, Mm -hmm. you know, your most authentic self. But growing into that. Yeah, yeah, I think that too. Like even – I mean, when you get married and stuff too, like the person that you married four years ago is not the same person that they are yeah. today, That's right? That's the most so terrifying it's... part of the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's another You're thing. signing like, up to marry – Another podcast we could talk about. <laughs> <laughs> marry yeah. every skin that person yeah. goes through. Yes, uh-huh. yes, yes. It's wild. Yeah. So we were just talking a lot about the retreats and mm-hmm. the maybe a potential mama retreat in the future, yeah. which I love the idea yeah. of. How many have you been on? How many have you hosted? Okay. Yeah. So personally, I've been on two. So okay. I went to the one in Nicaragua mm-hmm. and that was in 2020. And then I want to say, was it 2021? Yeah. I think it was 2021 when I went on a plant medicine retreat. Okay. In which obviously I had partaken in my own fair mm-hmm. share of journeys, my own self. But to be guided was a whole amazing different experience. Mm-hmm. That's when I was like, all right, this is this is what I want to do. Like, yeah. Because I mean, I have some friends that you know, have partaken in their plant medicine and they're like, oh, yeah, I can go to a park and eat mushrooms. And I'm like, yeah, you can. You can do that and have a beautiful experience. Mm-hmm. But it is totally different when it's facilitated and space is held for you and there's intentional things that are put into the whole duration of your experience because it can be four to six hour experience mm-hmm. um, when you're taking a macro dose. Yeah. It is really something when there is like an intentional kind of flow of the style of the guided experience. And it just makes it even more impactful. That's so cool. Yeah. (laughs) Can you talk a little bit? So your upcoming retreat in Costa Rica is March 25th through the 30th of this year? Uh Yeah. If I post about it enough. I know. I was like (laughs) – I, when I did my training for like how to host retreats and like the I did a training that like helped with the different programs that you need so you can have payment plans and everything. And she said, she goes, you want to talk about it so much that even someone that's not going on your retreat knows when the dates are. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad I'm doing well. Oh, you job. are. No, you're doing a great job. And I'm still sitting here like. Uh, do I, I don't right? do that. But can you share with us a little bit? Obviously, this is the first – is it the first retreat you're hosting in general, the first international retreat, just like your first? So this is my first international retreat that okay. I hosted. I did host um, a small group um, in my RV. We went up to Nordhaus Dunes and did like a weekend trip. Oh, and so it was so much fun. And – um now that I've done some training, like I just didn't like I, – I didn't announce it like at a good time. So like I feel like now that I know how to plan it, then mm-hmm. more people will have the space and the av- availability to go. But even the small group that I had, it was a, a learning experience, but then also like it was so cool to be a part of. That's awesome. The day, it ended up raining. It was like the one weekend it rained last summer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so it went from like being outside to everyone being in my very small RV and having that experience. So 
a lot of sage was burnt inside the RV. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was still so, it was still so beautiful. Yeah. And so it was great. That was like my first retreat experience. And um, still those ladies are all like great friends and they talk regularly and we just had a great connection that weekend. So that like solidified. Yeah, it was very intimate. Yeah. <laughs> very intimate. <laughs> so I'm very excited about Costa Rica because – this space is for plant medicine retreats. Okay. So in Costa Rica, they, this retreat, um, they legally can have, like, they have ayahuasca ceremonies and all of, any plant medicine you imagine, they have it there. It's just, it's a space that's curated for that type of sacred retreat. space. Mm-hmm. So yeah. cool. Yeah. What are some of the, like... Obviously, I know you've been planning it. You've been super intentional about mm-hmm. what kinds of things you're going to have um, to open that space and support the people that are going. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Like, what are what is the day to day? So, like, like, you arrive, and I allow everyone a few hours to kind of settle and kind of get used to their areas and meet their person that if they have a shared room, they meet their person that they're sharing their room with. And then once everyone arrives, we have, like, an opening circle and maybe have, like, a light night yoga flow after, you know, traveling and whatnot. And then the next day, we go into um, – we'll have a plant medicine ceremony, but it's with cacao, so okay. I don't know if you ever heard of cacao before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so anyone that hasn't heard of cacao, it's the most purest form of chocolate before. It's like sweet chocolate. So it's still bitter. And it's a great heart opener. Um, I have a co-facilitator, Amanda from Honor Wellness. She's coming with. And so what we'll do is we'll have a cacao ceremony and then do some breath work afterwards ran by Amanda. The mix of doing cacao and breath work can be just as powerful as taking psilocybin or mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've in just a breath work class have experienced like literally going out of my body and like going back to Switzerland and like sitting next to my grandma, like the craziest experiences. And like, it's still so just as healing. Mm-hmm. And so for me doing the cacao and the breath work helps open up the heart space. Then for the third day, We'll be then going into the plant medicine ceremony with psilocybin. And that's a whole day. So that's all we'll be doing that day. Okay. And I'll be traveling with my sound bowls. So I'll have my sound bowls and everything. And so, again, creating that whole space of like building up to it. And then after, usually it's about three to four hours. The peak is now. You've come, Mm -hmm. you're coming down and then giving the availability for people to go for a hike. If you want, there's three different like hiking places that you can go right around the retreat center. Okay. And, um, it's just, uh, it's literally just like you're surrounded in nature. So it gives you space if you need a journal or anything else. And I also, if like someone needs a Reiki session or something like that, they're like, something's right here and I don't know what it is like in my heart. And I can be like, all right, let's lay down. Like, you know, let's let's, let's get this out. Yeah. And so I'm just giving space for whatever that looks like that day. Um, I do have two excursions planned too. So one going to like a cave waterfall because there's, I think there's like five or six waterfalls in the surrounding area, like within five to 30 minutes away, like just waterfalls everywhere. I think that's everything. Yeah. Just if someone were to look at the itinerary, which I'm not really going to fully have the itinerary nailed down probably until January when I start like really like 
filing it down and mm-hmm. like how I want it to look. I do want to give space for people to have time to themselves. Yeah. To not like fully book it like we're doing something like every hour of the day. Mm-hmm. I want people to fully come and completely unplug from what they do from their day to day and be able to come to themselves and like go within and be like, I'm just going to journal today or I'm going to go for a hike and explore this little area or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And there are other things that people can book as well and add to their adventure if they want to. Yeah. But um, I I did want to have a few days where they have time to just do whatever they want. And Mm -hmm. if that's nothing, that's perfect. Yeah. 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 Whatever that looks like to them. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. But it's five days. So, I mean, still with the with the few things that I do have in my mind, like every morning we do yoga, you know, every- That's what I wonder. So yeah. you'll be doing movement every mm-hmm. day. Every morning, yeah. Mm-hmm. Every morning we'll have a yoga class. And then, yeah, and then like at the end of the day, they'll have like, they have like our three meals. So we have breakfast, lunch, dinner, and it's all plant-based, which- I'm a meat eater, not going to lie. But mm-hmm. when it comes to plant medicine, it's important to be more intentional with what you're eating and also like where it's sourced and all of those things. And so it's like a slight detox too. And the the food that we're getting from is sourced like in Costa Rica, like farms that are in the surrounding areas. So again, coming back to that connection of nature and like what the earth is providing and it's Mm-hmm. You know, it's just kind of like be a little more intentional with what you're what putting you're in putting your in. body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. I have so many thoughts on everything you said. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to say, since we're on the topic of retreats, mm-hmm. especially plant based, mm-hmm. like medicine, mm-hmm. what would you say to people like myself, like full disclosure? Mm-hmm. I love hearing about it mm-hmm. because I want to. Yeah. So bad. <laughs> yeah. But I'm hesitant. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. You know? What would you say to people who are in that space? Well, one, that it's totally valid to feel that way. Because, you know, you hear either the bad things, right? Like the – you had – I've never had this experience, but some people are like, oh, it feels like I had bugs crawling all over me. And I'm like, I don't know what – where you were <laughs> at. But um, but then also it it is intimidating – the idea of fully trusting mm-hmm. in your experience and not fully knowing what's going to come up, right? I'm a believer that we have, our souls have lived multiple lives. And so there's a lot of things that your soul carries into your body experience now. And that things that come up that really kind of don't make sense. You're like, why the, Why did I experience that? Like, what does that mean? And then there's work to do after too, right? Our society teach, like we had this thing where I take this pill, I feel better. Like, and a lot of people think I take this plant medicine and then I'm going to feel better. But there's ton of in- tons of integration and work that you have to do after the fact. And so I always understand the intimidation because it's opening up something that you don't really know what you're opening. I'd be like, am I prepared to open something like that? And that's where I invite you just to like, how does it feel in my body? Like, how does it feel to trust my intuition? And like, am I ready to do this? Because, you know, I wouldn't say plant medicine is for everyone either, as much as I would love everyone to take some and feel all the love inside them. Like, mm-hmm. that's not everyone's experience in a sense of like, 
it like my husband, he can't take the high doses that I can take. He loves microdosing. Um, and he is slowly like working himself up to it and everything, but it's a control thing, I think. And it's being able to surrender. And that's a really hard thing as a human to do. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I just, I think I just said it on my story today that like, I'm not here to push anyone to be on my retreat. Mm-hmm. I'm sharing a lot about it because I'm trying to find the right people to come. Mm-hmm. But I will never tell someone like, you have to try mushrooms. Your life isn't complete without it because that's not true. Like there's so many, like I said, breath work mm-hmm. and cacao. And there's so many other ways to get to that too. Like you yeah. don't have to do it. Um But for me, on my personal journey, I was so closed off and so like had so many walls built up. I think plant medicine was the only thing that could really fully open me up to that awareness. And for almost a slap in the face saying, you got some work to do, you know. Mm -hmm. So I I see and I understand that. And it's a totally valid feeling. I don't know if that really answered your question. I was like, it's just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because the way I share it, it makes it seem like everyone needs to do it. But it's not fully the case. There's so well, many other things to do. you've had a really positive experience mm-hmm. from it and you yeah. want other people to feel that. Yeah. And like it, you're always for sharing things that could help someone. Yes, exactly. The way that it helped you. Exactly. So I completely get that. And mm-hmm. I like I'm very open to it. I would love to have a positive experience with it. I mm-hmm. think for me, the because I've had a negative experience – I never go into it in a headspace like I should, like right. an open-minded headspace. Mm-hmm. So I think that I get in my own way and am not able to fully surrender. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very, very important. So I think a retreat type setting where you're there with a community of other people that are fully surrendering, like I think right. that that would be yeah. game changing. That has always been something where I've never been able to get past like the stomach issue right. of my and stomach being part, upset because yeah. that is part of it, especially if it's a macro dose like mm-hmm. you and you have to be able to like that's temporary. It's not the whole it's definitely it's the not first, the whole like, time. The first like 20 to 30 minutes, yeah, your tummy is not super excited about what you just ingested. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But if you let yourself stay there for six hours, then that can make it really not a good <laughs> yeah. time. It's um, something to say though, too, with plant with with psilocybin that there is some shadow work that is done. So when mm-hmm. someone does have you know a dark space that they have in their mind or body, and it might take you there, but it's as it's you have to understand that as it's taking you there, like there's a reason why it's taking you there. And to sit wherever that is, but then allow yourself to come out of that and realize why that space is there and to either work with that or to almost, I I never want to say like after one experience you're healed, right? That's not the case. But like when you can recognize that space and know how to manage that space, your life then becomes lighter because you've already worked through it. Mm -hmm. So when you are then out of this experience and you are integrating it in your day to day, you recognize those things like, oh, that kind of triggered me. That reminds me of my experience. Now I have this tool. Now I know how to address it and manage it, right? Mm-hmm. And handle it. Again, yeah. I think it goes back to like opening up that heart chakra, that third eye chakra, like being able mm-hmm. to really open up yeah. spiritually yeah. in that way. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Connect with yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And visit it instead of just it being something that we suppress. Yeah. Yeah. And it just makes, again, it makes that huge difference where then you're like, this is how I cope with mm-hmm. said darkness or because we all have light and darkness within us. Yeah. That's just part of being human, right? And our experiences that, you know, you can't, you know, everyone has trauma, right? And some people are worried about that trauma coming up. I'm like, but the trauma might come up, but like you'll see it in a different light and it won't hold you back. You have to live with your trauma. Like it's a part, there's a reason why you go through it. I fully believe that. And it's just, it just helps you look at it in a different light and say, thank you. And then move on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it is like, you know, you're living with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how do you want to live with it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can choose to harbor it and like let it cripple you continuously throughout your life. Or you can, you know look at it and being like, I'm, you're annoying, but you're with me and this is how we're going to manage it together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speaking of light and dark, this mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily have to go on the podcast, but okay. <laughs> I heard this thing on a different podcast mm-hmm. and it was all about loving our darkness and our mm-hmm. shadow side Yeah, because that's the part that gets in the way of us loving ourselves and others. Mm-hmm. And, like, when you fully just love that dark side that you're scared that other people won't love or accept you for, Mm -hmm. it's, like, it's so freeing. Because then you're also able to love others, too. Yes. Yes. In those light and dark spaces. Yeah. That they don't love. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, oh, it's just when everybody comes together, it's, yeah. Well, life is about balance, right? The yin and yang. Like you can't have you can't have darkness without the light, and you can't have light without darkness, right? Mm-hmm. Like you you still need both, and I feel like those that darkness is still a teacher, and and so many things, and so it's not letting that darkness have that negative connotation to it, like thinking that like that the darkness is bad, right. the darkness is just a heavier part of you that you have to maneuver with your life and work through. Cause yeah. like I said, we all have it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how powerful too is that energy in many ways, like mm-hmm. the sun and the moon. And exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And right now the celebration of one season turning into the next and specifically the fall equinox is strong because you're going from the light the warm and going into the cooler. And so it's finding that balance and harmony in both and accepting and then starting to slow down. Cause right. Summer mm-hmm. we're go, 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 busy, especially busy, busy. us Michiganders. We are flying by the seat of our pants. And so now we're stepping into the colder seasons and slowing down. And so like really sitting in our gratitude of the slowing down and the pace of that darkness is coming and how we're going to manifest during that time. Um, okay. I'm going to go back to the yoga app. Okay. Um, have you always wanted to create an app for your yoga? Like where did that vision start? (laughs) No, I never wanted an app to be fully honest (laughs) and I'll explain. But, um, I, and with my husband and I, um, I'm the dreamer. And he is like the the numbers guy. Austin's the numbers guy. And I, you know, I told him I want to get into this yoga space. Like, this is what I want to do. And he's like, awesome. I support that. Let's find ways to like make it make sense for our now growing family and everything. And um, he was like, well, what about a yoga app? And I was like, Ugh. 
I love teaching in person. Like I love being able to go up to people and like put my hands and like adjust and touch because like human touch I feel like is so impactful. Just like with me placing my hand on someone's shoulder, it can like melt them more into their pose. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so being in person has always been where I where I was like, that's where I'm called to be. But I then had to like, so Austin's like, well, just think about it and just think about doing a yoga app. And I'm like, okay, fine. So I was thinking about it. And then I remembered about 2020 when that's all I had was a virtual class. And I sat with it a little bit longer and there, not everyone is able to come to a class. Everyone's lives are so busy. Mm -hmm. And so having an app makes it more accessible for the people that still need yoga. Mm -hmm. And maybe that is only a 20, 15, or a five-minute class that they need. But the app gives that access to people. And so I had to flip the script in my own mind. But yes, it's not in person. It's not exactly what you envisioned, but it's still making an impact on those people that um, are able to do mm-hmm. it in your class, but want to, mm-hmm. but it just makes it more accessible. And so I'd already followed this girl that's actually in Grand Rapids and she has a yoga app. And so I just messaged her and I was like, where do you start? And she's like, mm-hmm. oh, here you go. And gave me the company that she works with and they have a template and it just allows me to just plug in my stuff. They make it look pretty and I can change my pictures. Like I have full autonomy to like make it look how I want it to look, post Mm -hmm. what I want to post. And so, yeah, it felt really good. And it wasn't like a million dollars to start it either because I don't know if you've ever looked into building an app. Yeah. So expensive. Like so this was- Even building websites can be- Yeah. 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 And so this was affordable. It made sense. And um, of course, they get a portion of my sales and everything. But at the end of the day, like for- yeah, Austin's all about numbers and everything. But I'm like, for me, I'm like, I'm still making that impact. Mm-hmm. It just looks differently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what so on your app, obviously I use your app. I mm-hmm. love your app. Um, and it is really nice for having even some of the like shorter five yeah. to eight minute ones, like just a good wake up meditation. Yeah. Or wind down before bed if it's something mm-hmm. that you're needing. And in combination, quite honestly, with in-person classes, like I think yeah. that that it's a really nice thing to have just like throughout the week. Again, another tool at our disposal for days that are more stressful or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Can you explain like what you offer on your app? Yeah. Um, So I have like AM and PM classes. I do have the option for like a little bit more harder classes, like those power flow classes where there's more poses and you're moving a little bit more breath and movement. Um, There are the slower classes that, you know, Maybe you stay down on the ground the whole time and you Mm -hmm. don't actually get up. So I have a lot of different um, criteria, you could say, or categories that you can choose from. And as you've said a few times, I recently added the prenatal series on there because I was like, well, I'm in this phase of life. Might as well modernize this baby that's growing inside of me. Like, might as well do this, right? Like, it just makes sense. And it was really nice, too. Like, you'll see... Hopefully in the next two weeks or so, I was originally recording in the jujitsu studio that I was in. So okay. it's nice because it's like all white and super clean and it has, I like would set it up and everything and the owner would set up his nice camera and put it on and I would just record hours of just yoga classes back to back to back. Okay. But I'm also trying to do this myself now. <laughs> like I was like, thank you for getting like it going 
and I have my own fancy camera. That's why Austin's been working on that room in the basement. Uh-huh. And so my goal is in the next few weeks, the jujitsu studio owner is coming over and he's going to help me like do it myself. So I don't have to okay. rely on him and edit it all myself. So now I'm in this phase where I'm like, nah, I got to figure out how to edit all of this content and <laughs> get it all out there. Uh-huh. Um, and then also getting my last few videos for my third trimester, which my goal is to record it in my nursery. I think oh, that'd be super I love cute. That. Yeah. So that's that. why I've been like wait. trying to make it perfect. So I'm like, we're going to be recording in here. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So nesting in full swing. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm trying to get more independent in creating like doing all of my own editing and everything. I'm just not very tech savvy for being a millennial. Like, Well, I think it's cool so. that you're like leaning into somebody who knows what they're doing though yeah. and like being willing to learn. I think that's a huge thing as yeah. opposed to just relying on their schedule and needing mm-hmm. that. Like you're gathering the tools and the knowledge to yeah. be able to do it on yeah. your own. Yeah, I have all the things to do it now. I just have mm-hmm. to have the, the the knowledge to do it myself now at this point. So, Yeah. What is the name of the yoga app? Did we already cover that? Oh, no. It's Align with Aaliyah. It's my LLC. So like everything that I do, it's Align with Aaliyah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that being said, <laughs> where can our listeners find you and follow along with your journey? Oh, perfect. Yeah. Perfect <laughs> plug right in. in. Yeah. <laughs> plug it right in. I mean, I'm on Facebook, Instagram. I am on TikTok. I'm not a super fan of TikTok, but I am on TikTok. So with Instagram... I have Align with Aaliyah, and then I also have my personal page, which it's a crazy thing, like having a business one and a personal one, because the when I did my training for the retreat, you know, everything, she was like, you're so funny on your personal one. Like, people get to know you better. And so, like, I've been trying to do, like, both, and I'm like, God, this is such a job, like, it's trying to lot. be on both of them and, like, uh-huh. you know. And so I do have multiple different – um Instagrams, but like I have Align with Aaliyah, and then Aaliyah Jaylene is on Instagram. And then on Facebook, I have my Align with Aaliyah business page, and then you can add me on Facebook too if you want. It's Aaliyah Jaylene Tompkins. That's weird saying Tompkins now. (laughs) And we'll include all of that in the show notes for this episode too. Before we wrap everything up, is there anything that we didn't ask you or anything that you want to say? I feel like another reason why I'm super passionate about mushrooms is my grandma. So I didn't okay. really didn't talk about my grandma much yeah. today. But um, so my grandma and bo- my grandpa, so my mom's mom and my dad's dad, they're tattooed on my arm. Um, they both had Alzheimer's or dementia of some sort. And so that's kind of like another reason why I started doing more research on mushrooms and how like – it can impact your brain and make new connections and all those things because I'm like, it's on both sides of my family. Uh And so there's a lot of research that says like, you know, not just, you know, the magic mushrooms, if you want to use that term, is beneficial. But you'll also see on my social media as I talk about like lion's mane mushroom, reishi mushrooms, um, cordyceps. I just talk about a lot of different types of mushrooms. And it all isn't just a natural way to support your body. But lion's mane is like helps remyelinate your neurotransmitters. So it just makes it more of an impactful experience and supports your brain more than it already does. Yeah. Very cool. So I didn't know that you had that tie in with your family too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I lived with my grandma for four years and I helped take care of her when she had her Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. And so she was my best friend. 
Yeah. When was that? That was in, I was in dental hygiene school. So it was um, in the midst of my crazy party phase. Okay. <laughs> but um, I um, I would say going, I think I was like 23 to like 20. Yeah, it was like in my mid-20s. I lived with so her for four years. So your grandma helped you navigate your 20s too. Like that mm-hmm. whole healing journey was yeah. along. She was like, too. she was with me with like the craziness. And then as I started healing myself, like – yeah, she was definitely a part of that as well. Yeah, she has a very special place in my heart. And and she's, like I said, a reason I do a lot of the things that I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that – so you're naming um, your baby after your grandpa, right? Yeah, my grandpa Arlen. Okay. Yeah, so he had dementia. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Were those two grandparents on the same side? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. No. So this is my dad's dad is Arlen. Okay. And then Lois um, is my mom's mom. It's cool that you had like such deep connections on both – Yes. Yeah, I was the first grandchild for my grandpa Arlen. Okay. And there are some amazing stories that my grandmother had shared with me while he was like, his dementia started getting more severe. Like his memory was going. He wasn't even remembering her half the time, but he would like always look at all of his grandchildren and the pictures that they had, and he would like grab mine. And it was like my cheerleading like high school photo, and he would fall asleep with it like across his chest. Was just such a deep connection yeah. to you. Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah. And with um, my grandma, which is, you know, mom's mom. I don't know if you ever heard the connection of, like, grandma, mom, daughter. Like, have you ever heard that? So I don't think anything, like, So you have you have a girl, right? Yes. Okay. So just imagine you have a girl growing inside of you, right? Mm-hmm. Her ovaries and her eggs are already formed mm-hmm. for for when she decides to have children. Yep. So you're technically also carrying your grandchildren right now too. Crazy. <laughs> it's oh, that's wild. Yeah. So like in a sense, my egg also experienced things that my grandmother has experienced, right? Along with what my mother has experienced. Okay. So yeah, is that like deep soul connection? Like, what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because wow. there are some things that I notice, like when I get triggered, and I'm like, I didn't ex- like. Why is that triggering me? Like, I didn't experience anything like that. Yeah. Then I think about my mom, and I'm like, makes sense. My mom yeah, has experienced that, that. Okay. So then I can recognize it and be like, it's not mine to hold, but I have experienced it, and how do I manage it? And yeah, yeah. Thank you both for the conversation and for being able to like get vulnerable and raw and share mm-hmm. just your whole healing story because I know that that's not an easy yeah. journey to continue to re rehash and reopen up on. And yeah. But it's I'm important sure. to talk about. Yeah. Like, you know, like it's – people don't talk about their shit. Yeah. Right? And – People don't talk about the darkness. I mean, we were talking about this too, like just – always trying to like and not have toxic positivity but like right always trying to like let that light shine brighter and i think it's important like when we are feeling heavy like being able to share that too yeah because yeah. if we don't share that we're having heavy days and no one else talks about their heavy days and everyone's just like happy-go-lucky and it looks like everyone's doing so great and then when you're in your darkness you're like everyone's doing so great why am I in this darkness? Why do I feel so isolated and alone? Yeah. So if we can – yeah, I think having those conversations and being able to mm-hmm. share that, it will inspire and help other people. Exactly. So thank you for being willing to yes. get raw That's today. what I'm here for. I want people to feel their feelings and be human. 
Yeah. That's all I want. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate you and appreciate you being here. So. I appreciate y'all yeah. having me and let me share. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to thank you guys for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed listening and want to help support us, it would be great if you could leave us a rating and leave us a review. It means so much to us. You can do this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Lightly Salted Podcast if you want to stay in the loop on everything happening behind the scenes. Have a great week, everybody, and talk to you next Thursday. Bye.